What's up, what's up? Another week, another podcast. This is your favorite football podcast, the Football Academy. I'm Mr. Spoon tonight with Will. How's it going, bro? Huh, it's 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 a winning week, so I'm in a much better mood than I normally would be. Uh that's not true. It's it's Wednesday night, so you know what that means. Uh and if you do know what that joke means, then you actually know that it's wrestling night. So I'm always in a good mood on a Wednesday night. Uh and you know what? Atlanta United's back and on in the background. It's a preseason friendly. Uh, it's not really that important, but you know what? It's nice to have the boys back, uh, and it's also nice to have a particular boy on our squad because uh, we got some, we got my homeboy Giamakis from Chelsea, from fucking Celtic. I I know what I'm talking about later, so spoilers. Uh, playing for Atlanta United now, so I'm very excited because we have someone from Celtic on the team, which means that when I do the Glasgow Celtic chant in the stands, no one can tell me to shut up. So, uh. This vodka is very, very good. That's what that intro was. This vodka is very good. We should start the show before I ramble on anymore. <laughs> yeah, Braden sadly could not be here, but um, a, a pretty tough uh, couple results for them uh, as Manchester City climbed back to the top of the Premier League today. Um, but sadly did not get to bet on that. Uh, it was a midweek game. However, we did bet on the last week's games. The way we normally do it is... Uh, each game, we do one unit. Uh, normally, we say 100 pod bucks and uh, go for the 10 games. And then at the end of the week, kind of look back and uh, how we did on those bets. And this past week, I didn't do very well as I only returned $607.87. Will return $720.24. And Braden, not here to take the victory lap at 1127.87. So in the profit, in the green, even though his teams didn't do well. Um, with the two games, he did very well on the betting side of things, especially, um, I believe, picking the... I forgot. I, I, I think he picked the draw in the Chelsea-West Ham game. Yes. So, yeah. So I, I think that pretty much, uh, not a plus 900, but a very, very good call on his part. And kind of where we should start, given the week also started there Friday, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern starts West Ham, Chelsea, an absolute shit show of a game. Uh, <laughs> Enzo Fernandez looked pretty decent, in my opinion. But other than that, I thought Chelsea, again, not a whole lot better than they have been recently. West Ham similarly trying to get into some groove. Will, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I think if you're Chelsea, you can look to Jao Felix still having come on in his first game looking a man to be somebody who could change the side, immediately getting sent off, and then not being able to do anything for the next minute. To see him come back and, you know, be able to put a goal on the board, important for them. I think West Ham being able to respond to that goal from the guy who's probably going to be Chelsea's main man going forward, uh, maybe not after today, but uh, I think to respond to that shows good signs for West Ham. If I'm going to talk about anything in this match – Y'all know I've been harping on having your hair pulled in a match and no one going back to review that. There's something more egregious than this match. There's a whole-ass handball that goes uncalled and unchecked by the refs. I don't like saying that maybe Chelsea deserved more from this match because they did look bang on average. But this, along with everything else that happened this weekend, like, it's not just that, like, I understand, hey, he's going to ground, he has to put his hand down. There was no need for him to go to ground. I understand, hey, he's going to ground, so he's going to put his hand down, that's why it's there. Yes, you catch yourself from a fall with your hand, unless you're a theater kid, which they tell you not to do that because you'll break your wrist. Don't catch yourself with your hand, you'll break your wrist. Just falling ass, that's what it's there for. 
But still, his hand's in an unnatural position. Third of all, his hand moves specifically to, like, deny the goal scoring opportunity. Not only does it not get reviewed, or not only does it not get called, no one goes back to look at it. The VAR says nothing. And I understand that there are probably other other calls this weekend that other people think mean more. And you're probably right, Arsenal. But you got to say something about the fact that, like, that. There's without in my head, if you see Maradona's handball today and VAR exists, that's getting chalked off and there's a whole different story. That's as egregious as this was. Like, that's a handball every day, all day. And the fact that Chelsea kind of get screwed out of points that would have definitely kind of brought this team back together. And there were moments in that game where they looked a decent side and like they were finally figuring out how to play Potter ball. But I think that that may have demoralized them a little bit. And I think that that may have led to the fact that they kind of just got stuck with this draw. I officiating was shit this weekend, dude, and I don't like being woe is me for fucking Chelsea, but kind of low-key woe is me. Like, for a team who's not playing up to their standards, sometimes you're going to need a bit of luck to get you over that line, and getting that penalty might have been that little bit that could have dragged them forward, and to not get that because someone's asleep on the job is some bullshit, and I don't like being pro-Chelsea, but I'm going to be pro-Chelsea here. It feels a bullshitty finish. If you're West Ham, you can take something from that performance because you're able to hold them to a draw. If you're Chelsea, there's a lot of, I feel very aggrieved by this. And also, that result, I don't think it helped them going forward either because, hey, they look bang on pedestrian today in Germany. So, such Sutner. I mean, I, I will say first, uh, the game was at 7.30 on Saturday. So, apologies for giving on the wrong time. Uh, secondly, I don't know what time it is anymore. <laughs> um, secondly... I will say Chelsea have looked better, and I think they are starting to figure things out. And they need to be on the right side of the luck a couple times. Because even today in the Dortmund game, like, it it happened to them. um, This game, West Ham, like, same things. Like, they just keep getting stuck under one or two bad moments and just can't recover. Or there's, like, a wrong decision, and, like, they're just not being able to finish. And... I think ultimately you just need to persist instead of giving up because ultimately you got in Potter because you believed he's your right manager long term. So you should believe in him long term, not just like for this one or two fucking season situation. So we'll see how that goes. But the one point that we are both kind of talking about here, the referees, uh, the Brentford Arsenal game. I know a lot of Arsenal fans are mad and I think this is a different situation where they completely just forgot to draw lines. Like, it's one of your jobs. That's literally one of your jobs. How, like, th- that's a level of inco- incompetence that, like, the richest league in the league should not have, in the world should not have. So it's mind-blowing. But in the same game, there was the call where, um, I think Ivan Tony is through when he goes 1v1 against Gabriel. Or uh, Gabriel Saliba. I, I don't think it was Saliba. I think it was Gabriel. I think it's and, Gabriel. They call a foul because of nothing. And, it, you know, I, I think ultimately even the Crystal Palace-Brighton game, like all of these games, you just see so many terrible, terrible decisions one after another. And VAR, no VAR, like it's just the refereeing standard is so bad, so inconsistent that you just don't know what to expect game to game. And it just sucks. Like, there was a goal, a goal in the Man United-Leeds game where, um, like, the Leeds player is the one who knocks the ball into Weghorst. So, like, he's not offside because it never touches Maguire. 
and like we won so i can say this without like being mad but like otherwise in a rivalry game like how the fuck do you call that how is that offside just because like a guy who is onside is fighting for the ball he can fight for the ball if he doesn't touch the ball he doesn't touch the ball you know like it, it, it's crazy to me so i i don't know though what the solution is they brought back my boy howard webb he's trying to do the right things i am pretty certain of Cousin! that <laughs> I'm pretty certain of that, but other than that, I they, they also like these older referees don't probably know how to utilize VAR to the fullest, so kind of a weird situation here. I mean, I said this to my wife off air, and I stand by this. It is if I am at my job and uh, I do shit with hotels, y'all don't give a shit what I do. If I were to go to my boss and be like, "Yo, I forgot." to put this bill into into the like if i were to put this bill into the system hey this person forgot to get billed something like at my job i'd get in trouble and like i for me i'd get in like serious trouble i wouldn't be allowed to do that shit anymore and i've seen people online going ah well there's human error and shit like that happened blah 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 there's like human error comes with human like Human, I don't want to say results. I'm trying to look for another word. Human consequences. Anyone defending the VAR saying, hey, it's human error, happens. I get that. Anyone trying to defend, the, anyone trying to be like, they, maybe they shouldn't have been removed. Maybe they should have done something else. Nah, you're out of line. You, drawing of the lines is like one of the things that's like, when they hand you the syllabus for what you have to do, it's like the number one thing. Draw the line. If dude leg over, offside. If dude leg onside, not offside. And the fact that you look through an entire play and that's all you have to do and you forget to do it once, I get it. It's human error and I understand that people want to be sensitive and like, oh, but like, no, fuck that. You got one job, one job. And if you can't do it, especially in a situation like this, where like this is going to mean something to some, not only someone's livelihood, but to like the end of the season. If you can't get that right, bro, it doesn't need to be a demotion. It needs to be a. Take your ass back to college. Like, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just a dude sitting here talking to a microphone being grumpy. But if you told me to look over an entire play and to know when to draw lines to a judge something being offsides, I think I could do that without fucking up. I might be sitting here on this podcast holding a drink in my hand, but I'm pretty sure I could do it right now, too. So, again, me being aggrieved about the refs, it, like, nothing here makes sense to me because at the very bare-bones definition of the job, you look at the thing, you draw the line, and or you tell someone, hey, go look at the screen and figure it out. There are people doing this job who are actively going, eh, it doesn't matter, he doesn't need to look at that, and or, eh, well, these lines don't matter, it's whatever. At what point, we've had VAR in the league long enough that, We've seen what it can do. We've seen the positives it can bring. We've seen the negatives, negatives it can bring. I know that time's a flat circle, and it feels like it's only been in here not that long. But now that it's been there for a second, now might be the time for the league to step in and maybe take an overhaul or take a look or, like, everyone get together and kind of have a consensus of what this is going to be. Because after this weekend... We thought we would get everything right by having it go back to the video, but there's still that human error there. And it's always going to be there because I, we don't want a game just run by robots. No matter how many times we tell y'all it might be better, you don't want it. So if you want the human element there, you need to make sure the humans are up to snuff. And now might be the time to go back in and make sure that all those humans are up to snuff. 
there needs to be something done. There needs to be a review done. I get it. It's young, and you don't want to immediately review something after you after it's only been there for five seconds. But like, if you want to make it better during this off season, fucking sit down and figure out either you have young guys with better eyes looking at the VAR, or you have guys who understand everything that has happened in this game forever looking at VAR, and then young guys on the pitch. Figure out something because this this ain't it, bro. This ain't it. I shouldn't be sitting here complaining about anything because Liverpool hasn't won a game in 15 fucking years, and we did, and I'm still kind of grumpy about it. So, like, something needs to be overhauled, and it needs to be done soon, and it needs to be systematically league-wide. Everybody's got to sit down. Everyone's got to get on the same page. And if you're not going to do it, then my listenership will keep going up because I'll keep sitting here and complaining about it because, hey, that's what I'm here for. We are going to be here complaining because I don't think this is improving anytime soon. But as it does not improve, we still are going to bet on them. So if you really don't think VAR is going to you know, do a, a lot of good, you should go bet on uh, VAR not being able to change uh, decisions in the game if you trust in the referee. So we'll see how that goes. But the first game this weekend, Saturday, February 18th, 7.30 in the morning, Villa at home at plus 3300 against arsenal at minus 125 draws at plus 275 over under two and a half villa got dispatched by city at etihad arsenal got dispatched by city at emirates and here are villa and arsenal kind of seeing who bounces back arsenal favorites at minus 125 will how do you think this is going to go bro i i see a world where a mildly aggrieved unai emery it's just like, don't worry, I got this. And just ruins Arsenal's day. Um, and if this were like two seasons ago, I would definitely pile on Arsenal now and be a jerk and take Villa. And there's still a part of me that wants to because I'm in a jovial mood and I won and I just like m- making fun of people who lose. Uh, shout out to the Eagles. Y'all suck. Um, but... uh. But I can't do that. I feel like this is an Arsenal team who is a higher level than what they have been in the past. And even though we saw them kind of get dispatched by City today, even though they've had some terrible results against Blue Shite and some terrible calls that have gone their way, they are still a cut above the team that they used to be. And in a situation like this, walking into a Villa team that just got dispatched by City and could be on big catering hours because I'm calling it now, I think Arsenal go in here and make sure that people know that they're still serious about this. Minus 125, I just, I want to make money so I can win one of these weeks, but I'm not going to try to chance it now. Take it, Arsenal. Seems a solid bet. Yeah, I mean, I have to go with Arsenal. I think, ultimately, uh, they can lose to City, but they have been very good at dispatching other teams. And ultimately, Unai Emery, not in the tournament against big teams, does not fare very well, so gonna go with arsenal as well uh moving on brentford at minus 115 taking on palace at plus 320 draws at plus 260 over is a two and a half you taking thomas frank and the boys uh you know what honestly yeah i this brentford team is starting to find some form and with a team like brentford i feel like they're a team who can like they're gonna pick and choose their moments to win matches uh they'll put in Good performances against like big teams. <coughs> Excuse me. They'll put in big performances against big teams, but they may not get the result. 
this is one of those where they're going to put in performance and be able to get that result. Look, I know we've talked about how Palace are a better side and they're doing this, yada, yada, yada. I don't know how much movement is going to happen. I know I always say this with Crystal Palace, and I know I just said this with another team, but Crystal Palace is the originator of the term catering because they're that team who is just like, nah, we're cool. We just want to hang around. We just want to chill. It is only halfway through the season, maybe just a little bit past, but that might be where we're at right now. I think this Brentford team are just a tidbit better. And in another London Derby, I think that Brentford uh, will be able to kind of bust down this Palace team. Palace will be fine. You don't have to worry about them. They'll be able to win some games. But right now, they're chilling. They're hanging. They're going to see if they can fuck some shit up later on uh, next year or Patrice Everett. A team that's just chilling against a Brentford team that still is hungry and has something to prove. I'm going to not play with my money again. I'm going to take Brentford. Yeah, I'm going to take Brentford as well. I think if this was at Sellers Park, I might have a differing opinion. But Brentford at home, I think, should do the business in this game. Moving on, Brighton at minus 150, taking on Fulham at plus 390. Draws at plus 310, over-unders at three. I'm going to go ahead and take a draw in this game. Who do you like, sir? Uh, I take Fulham in this. I do believe that Brighton will have a comeback to a come to Jesus slash comeback to Earth spot. And I think that happens now because I think this Fulham team has a bigger charge ahead of them than this Brighton team. I like what Brighton has done. I like the way they fill in players where they lose with like other talented squads. It's a, it's a way to build sustainability and to build something going forward. But low-key, I said it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. And that means I'm contractually obligated to uh, give my money to the cons and to AEW. And because they own Fulham... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick Fulham. I think they're a better side. I think they can score more. I think Brighton may have a comeback-to-earth moment here soon. And I expect bigger things going forward from this Fulham team. It may get a little sketch with them. Kind of excited to see where it goes. I'm going to take Fulham. I got no qualms with it. Uh, But also, Tony Khan, if you can hear me, I would love to be flown to London. Or Jacksonville. Jacksonville sounds lovely. I, you know... I'm an AEW shill on a soccer show. You should love that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. If you're listening, sir, uh, please sponsor us. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Chelsea at minus 275. Again, Southampton at plus 800. Draws at plus 380. Over-unders at two and a half. This has to be it yeah, for Chelsea. They have to win this game. Southampton don't even have a manager. If Chelsea lose this game at home, it'll be very hard to like defend Potter unless you really believe in his ideas. Let me tell you what I want to happen so fucking bad. What I want is for Southampton to quit being a bunch of bitches and just go ahead and name Jesse Marsh as their new manager. Jesse Marsh. They're not hiring him anymore. I was off the internet for an hour. Damn it. (laughs) Romano said that today, sadly. Well, now that that rumor has been proven true and work ruins all of my fucking internet gossiping, uh, I'm going to change the pick I was going to make. I'm going to pick Chelsea. They're going to be able to rewrite the ship. I was hoping that they announced Marsh at some point in between there. He wouldn't even be the manager and Southampton would be galvanized. I kind of think that maybe Southampton can take advantage of a Chelsea team who doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And this could be a Graham Potter swan song. But, like, I've seen Chelsea do this shit too many times, dude. And, like, they're going to be able to turn it around. I'm picking Chelsea. Again, I should go with my money and take a draw and hope that does me some well. But I just... 
on brand name value alone, I just can't foresee Chelsea going down this path that far, either without Graham Potter getting fucking sent to the Wolves or without them winning. I think a win comes first, so Chelsea it is. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, with Chelsea as well. I think they are, one, just the better team, and two, just have to win at this point. Moving on, Everton at plus 140, taking on Leeds at plus 200, draws at plus 230, over-unders at two and a half. Relegation six-pointers don't come this early in the season, but this definitely, definitely feels like one. Whoa. Given the performances I've seen recently, given the players given the players on Leeds and the performances I've seen from Everton recently, I'm going to go ahead and take the draw here because I don't foresee this being a relegation six-pointer. Because, and I just want to go ahead and say this out loud, even though I said this earlier, I don't know if these two teams get relegated at this point. I think that Sean Dyche has instilled exactly the way he wants to play ball with Everton, but, like, they're the faster version of that. Uh, Fast Dyche ball is what I keep calling it, and I just want to make it one word, but I haven't figured it out yet. Um, he's, He's got the defensive shape locked. He knows what he wants them to do. He wants everything in front of him and nothing going down the wings. I think Leeds can probably take some shit down the wings, but also I don't. I think these two teams, talent-wise, are pretty even. So even if he loses his optimal shape of keeping everything in front of him and not letting anyone get behind him into the, like on the sides in the box, which I feel like Leeds can do without much effort, I still kind of feel like this is going to be a draw because the talent on both sides kind of match up evenly. Like I said, I don't think this is a relegation six-pointer because I think both these teams, based on talent and leaves and manager and Everton, are going to be okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, fast beige dice ball it is. I take the drop. You know what? I'm going to go with Everton. I really need them to win this fucking game. <laughs> Fuck Leeds. I want them to get relegated so bad. So bad. <laughs> I love that you've given up the, like, <laughs> it's okay with Leeds because they have Jesse Marsh. If I were to be like, Fuck this, fuck Wes McKinney, fuck yeah, Tyler Adams, fuck all y'all, fuck all these hoes. <laughs> I mean, the, I, I will say this about Weston McKinney and Tyler Adams. They were going a little hard on the boys uh, on Sunday. I was just like, damn, like y'all, y'all going, y'all might injure someone kind of situation. And then, uh, and I, like, the, 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 <laughs> the fucking U.S. men's national team pages and shit, not national team official pages, but like, the fan pages were like sharing that shit, and then once I restart or like watch it again, the game, um, I see that for Garnacho's goal, McKinney's the one who gets dispossessed in like a pretty terrible situation. I'm just like, show that too, motherfuckers. Hey, look, I, I also just hate Leeds. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> not a club I like thinking about, and I think they are so like stupid for firing Jesse Marsh at the end of the day, like. You stuck you stuck it through that tough time. Like, why the fuck are you firing him now? And, like, they, they also have, like, the pro, their director of football, Orta or something. Like, he is the, like, a prodigy of Monchi. So it's, like, a very, like, a... They were hoping this is, like, the modern football and everything's going to work. And it's just fun to see it not work. <laughs> Like, and I enjoy it. And, 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 as, as all the as all the United fans love to sing, like Leeds falling apart again. Um, so <laughs> just continue that is all I'm gonna say. And then Tyler Adams can come to United for like ten million. Moving on. Jeez. 
Nottingham Forest at plus 800 taking on Man City at minus 335 draws a plus 475 over unders at three. Do you think after these wins there is a way City drop points here as they look a little further ahead to like possibly the Champions League game and such coming up? Performances today. I understand that City won that game, and at the end of the day, they won comfortably. And I know I said something about, like, Arsenal just got cityed, but that is some shit that City do, where they just win games because of the sheer force of them being some cheating assholes. I don't know. Um, I could foresee a world where City is a little bit out of sorts and Forrest might come in and snatch a draw from this, but I foresee that with a very stoned brain. So I'm going to go with the mostly sober brain now and go with City. I I can't even be arsed to take a draw here because it feels like City are about to City are about to hit that mode where they're going to feel like world beaters for a nice little minute. Arsenal are going to continue to be as good as they can be and we will figure some stuff out because City will against eventually Pep will galaxy brain like I said, they'll be fine. But for right now, these next 3 weeks Look the fuck out for City because they're out for blood. So I'm gonna take City here, and uh, you know what? Fuck oil, bro. <laughs> I can't say that to you right now because maybe your future, but still. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna take City because why not? I think it's just a safer bet to take, um, <laughs> even though it doesn't return anything. Um. Next up, Wolves at minus 150, taken on Bournemouth at plus 420. Draws at plus 285, over-unders at 2.5. Will, how do you see this game go? I'm not even going to mint a bunch of words with this. I have seen this Wolves team play too many fucking times in the past couple weeks for my own goddamn good. This Bournemouth team is booty. I know there were some improved performances. I don't foresee this team lasting that long here, and I'm sorry to everyone listening who's a Bournemouth fan all seven of you, it's not happening. This Wolves team is going to be able to fight themselves out of where they are right now to be solidly in the catering game. This is a very, very easy Wolves win. I don't, again, I would love to take a plus 420 bet, the the stone joke earlier, but I can't, man. This Wolves team, more talented than Bournemouth. Bournemouth, I'm sorry, y'all headed for the drop, man. If I, if I can't doom Everton and Leeds, it's got to be somebody. And since I completely forgot they all existed a couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and take Wolves. Fair enough. I'm going to take Wolves, too. They are kind of trying to galvanize themselves into getting into some sort of a role, and I think they are going to be good for that. So Wolves, even though it's minus 150, is a bit too rich for my blood. Um, I'm going to take it for now. Um, Newcastle at plus 145, taking on Liverpool at plus 175. Draws a plus 260, over-unders at three. How do you see this game go? This used to be a game that, you know, you were like, you liked Newcastle. This is very soon going to become a game where if you drop points here, it could potentially cost you top four. Uh, it's every time I, every time someone's like, but don't you like Newcastle as well? I keep reminding them of like the first Premier League game that I remember being excellent that like I a classic game I got showed was Newcastle versus Liverpool. So, like, it's just kind of been built in for me. Um, but also, I know where my bread is buttered, and I know that fucking uh, Sam Fender wasn't sung on my goddamn wedding. Fucking You'll Never Walk Alone was. 
So there is no analysis or no fucking, I'm going to tell you some shit about this. Liverpool look at improved side. We're getting people back when we need to. Newcastle got a lot of motherfuckers nipping at their heels. Hopefully us included. Fingers crossed. Um, and it's going to start to get squishy for them. I think the thing for Newcastle, we were very high on them, and I do think that they are going to have a very good end of the season, and they're probably going to end it with a trophy. Spoilers. But this fourth place Champions League battle, it's not going to become too much for them, because I still think they're a talented squad, and I still think that they're, they kind of have the, like, we don't know that we're not supposed to be here, so we're going to play loose sort of vibe that you would want to, like, rest your laurels on. Uh, a team who just randomly makes Champions League is like, we're not supposed to be here, so we're fine with just playing loose. And I understand that the last performance was against Everton, and it's an Everton tied who, you know, it's whatever. But Liverpool, though, come on now. We look at Tidbit improved. I, Van Dyke being on the bench is a godsend for me because Joe Gomez can occasionally be solid. Joel Matip is a, a pile of kindling in the backfield that I just kind of need to go away. So having first source center back back is good. I think the midfield is rapidly improving. I think the front is improving very, very quickly. I kind of think that Gakpo getting a goal is going to mean something going forward for him because once the dude gets taste for goal, he tends to score in bunches. Look, man, Newcastle, it's been nice. I love Miggy, and seeing this brand new Atlanta United kit that looks like the old one has reminded me of all his glory days. But fuck them glory days, because the glory days are back for Klopp and the boys. I'm picking Liverpool, and if that comes back to bite me in the ass, please chop it up, uh, because I deserve it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I will have to go with Liverpool here. I think St. James is, is a tough place to go, but without uh, Bruno Gomares, they are a, they, they're just not the full threatening team as they normally are i think a draw would be a decent bet but since um the result i really don't want here is liverpool winning i'm gonna go bet on liverpool um moving on sunday manchester united minus 170 taking on leicester at plus 420 draws at plus 340 over unders at uh three will how do you see this game now all right, I'm not even trying to be a douchebag here. This is my dumbass bet of the week because, low-key, the only reason I made money last week is betting on Leicester. And they're at plus 420, which I have mentioned at least three or four times in this episode, if you know where my brain is, is the number of the night. There is there's no reason on God's green earth in my brain right now that United can't come out and win this match. I don't think it's going to be an easy victory. I think... That United, I think on paper United should win this and it should be a decent victory. And because of what Leicester did before, it should galvanize. I need to find a different word than galvanize. It should embolden United fans to think that they are going to be able to push forward and do far more than they think they are right now. I get that. I feel that. I respect that. And I also think this Leicester team isn't as good as we thought they were. But I also think that this Leicester team is very, very flash in the panty and very, very streaky. Sometimes these boys will show up for a match and play out of their minds. And because I've made a bunch of other safe bets, that's why this is the dumbass bet of the week. Because I'm going to take Leicester, and I know I'm going to be wrong, but you know what? Uh, 420 plays it. 420 bet it. Hey. That'll get us. <laughs> That'll keep us monetized. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to take Leicester's ball, actually. And my primary concern is we play Barcelona on Thursday. The Thursday-Sunday turnover is always harsh. And especially given that we are away in the Barcelona leg. And on top of that, um, we are not going to have Casemiro again in this game. So while we did win with um, Fred and Sabitzer in the game against Leeds away, the performances have just not been good without Casemiro. And Leicester are one of those teams where if you're beating them 1-0 and like it just goes along far enough, they can just hit you with two like wild goals out of nowhere. So gonna go with Leicester. I'll be okay with the draw, but a big week uh in eh, never mind, I'm not gonna say that. And then finally, <laughs> Spurs minus one twenty taken on West Ham at plus three twenty, draw at plus two eighty, over unders at two and a half. Will are you gonna take Spurs or do you think Moise's men kind of uh, show them up after their no show at the San Siro? I rate that Tottenham team more than that AC Milan team. And I did not know what to make of that match. Uh, <laughs> I made a joke off air about watching Serie A more than I do uh, La Liga. Um, I really thought Tottenham were going to... I thought Tottenham were the better team that entire side, and I thought Tottenham would come out and kind of put a marker down there. I, I don't know why. I didn't... I know that's a rapidly improved AC Milan t- team. I know that's the fucking defending Scudetto champions, I just thought the Tottenham were better on paper, and they look better without half that match. Um, but this is not the fucking European academy. It's the fucking football academy. We talk about the Premier League here. Using all that stuff I just said about Spurs, I'm going to take West Ham. If I'm going to doom uh, the Magpies to losing to the uh, far superior Liverpool and having to be threatened for the Champions League, I need someone to go away and make that chase far more interesting for me. Uh, and the team I need to go away is Spurs. Uh, I, I think Manchester United is a better team. I know City's a better team, despite the fucking multiple weird-ass results I've lost over the last two weeks. Uh, I, I'm not going to talk about my team. I know Arsenal's better. I know everyone else in that top four is better than Spurs. I need them to fall out of it. I need them to go away, and I need this top four to be more interesting. And that starts here. Moyes does not need to deserve to be shipped away for the job he's done with this West Ham team because he can still do a job there, and I think they're going to be fine. And I think that they're going to be fine because they're going to beat Spurs. It's a fucking London derby. It's the fucking last match of the week, and low-key, Spurs love to choke some shit away about this. I know we're all making jokes about, oh, God, Arsenal, what a bottle job. That's so Spursy is a thing we say because that's so Spursy, and this is so Spursy. West Ham. Blow your bubbles. Bring one home for your boy. I'm taking West Ham. Fucking, I, I don't even know what joke I had to follow it up with. Uh, Harry Kane's got big, weird teeth. No, I, I think I'm going to kind of come out a little bit swinging. And at home, they have to win. Without top four, their future looks really, 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 really grim. So I think they are going to come out and get a win. Because at the end of the day, they make top four interesting. Um, Spurs every single year, whether they get it or not, they're always in it until the last couple of weeks for the most part. So, gonna take Spurs. I think they are gonna win comprehensively. So, that is pretty much it from us. We will be back here next week with some more games and reviews. Cheers. Acknowledge me. <laughs>